Welcome to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. My name is Marco Henry Nivetta, and today I am joined by three-time NBA champion, to many the best basketball defender on the planet, Golden State Warriors all-star Draymond Green. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to talk to you about Converse, your new player edition that's coming out, as well as just your overall journey and the pretty exciting season that you guys are having. So I want to start off, take us back to a year ago. Um, you became the second athlete in recent history to sign a deal with Converse, joining your now teammate, Kelly Oubre. Uh, as a longtime Nike family member, what was it about moving laterally to Converse from a business opportunity to a branding opportunity to even on the court of course that made that so appealing to you i think number one like you like you just mentioned you know standing in the nike family uh was extremely important to me you know for the first eight years obviously all the college high school you know I, i've been i mean pretty much all my life been wearing nikes you know so uh just to have the opportunity to stay in the family was incredible i think also for me in in my seven of my eight years uh, I had the opportunity of working with Adrian Stelly, who moved over to Converse and uh, is now <clears throat> obviously, you know, running the brand from a sports marketing standpoint. And over the course of those seven years, you know, we built a, an incredible business relationship uh, where, you know, we've done a lot of things together. And that's coming from starting as, you know, a second round pick and, and telling Adrian Stelly, Stelz, I think I can be an all-star in this league. You know, he like, well, well, go do it then. And I'm like, well, Stelz, you y'all got these guys on commercials. Why well, I'm not on the commercials? Or, you know, these got these guys got PE shoes. Why well, don't I got PE shoes? And he like, go play. You go do it. I'll take care of the rest. And that's kind of where our, our relationships started building. I think somewhere maybe during my third year, I started getting my PEs and, and you just kind of started to see that grow. And, you know, to build that business relationship was incredible and see what Stells was doing on the business side for me while I was with Nike um, and he was the West Coast rep. We also built an incredible friendship. And I thought that was incredible as well. And so in building that friendship, I think I was able to understand his vision and his goals, you know, further beyond what the athlete may understand. And so uh, knowing how committed uh, he, he is to being great, you know, and, and whatever, it, whatever it is that he does, and the vision that he had, or, and obviously is, you know, putting into motion since, since taking over Converse, I felt that that was something I wanted to be a part of. Obviously understanding the history of the brand, it's more of a blue chip, hard nosed brand. And that's just who I am, you know, just hard nosed, tough. That's kind of been the staple of Converse. And so that was something I thought I wanted to line myself with. And then you get to the point of, you know, all the off the court shoes, all the off the court gear, you know, and just where, where they're taking that to um, very swaggy brand and just kind of willing to step outside the box. And, you know, as an athlete, you don't always have that opportunity to where your, your sneaker company is listening to the out of the box ideas that you have and actually putting them into motion. And that's been incredible. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I think people often forget that at companies like Nike and Converse, there's the athletes that are, of course, validating the shoe, the most important aspect to that shoe being successful. But then there's the people behind the scenes who are just as committed, who probably love basketball and love sneakers, 
get to know you, see your vision and work with you over the course of now almost a decade to bring that to life. I feel like people don't talk about that as much, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and kind of teams within the team at Nike at Converse that are saying, hey, I'm Draymond's guy. I'm going to make sure that where I'm going, he's taken care of and we're on this journey together. So I think that's a cool point that you made there. Rewinding back to the Nike days, you had the opportunity to debut a lot of really cool stuff. The first one that comes to mind for me was the the off-white Hyperdunk on court. It was one of those you know, the tan was taking off. And then to see that on court, it was like, wow, Virgil Abloh really made a basketball shoe. And to have it on one of the hottest teams in history, really, you playing that. I remember that being a moment as well as the the hyper rev and the hyper dunk. So uh, it takes me back to the, the quote you just said about telling your guy, hey, I want to be in these campaigns. I want to be uh, debuting these shoes. Do you remember the first time that actually happened where he said, hey, you remember you asked me about this your rookie year and, and now here you are? Do you remember you got that? It was, it was a campaign or on court you were you, you feel like you kind of arrived on, on the Nike roster? If I'm not mistaken, I think my first Nike commercial, if I remember correctly, was the Snow Day commercial. And there was a bunch of top Nike athletes. And, you know, we were all home on this Snow Day. Uh, everybody snowed in and we're participating in this Snow Day. And, like, everyone's coming out of all these different places. We link up to play this, this game, this football game on a Snow Day. I think that was my first Nike commercial. Uh, I re- like I said, I remember uh, my PEs first coming in, and I was just like, you know, I come into the league as a second-round pick, and you see David Lee, you see RJ, you see Steph, you see all- Clay, see all of these guys, like, with their PEs. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I get these, the, the black and white uh, hyper dunks that come. I get the white and black or the white and blue. You know, these guys got all these different crazy colors. I want those. And so I remember when those first came, and then I also remember, uh, my first time being being associated with shoe, and you know that was the fly near hyperdunk, and I mean, a I loved that shoe. It was incredible. It was the release of the new Nike React technology. So to kind of be the face of that was just like, man, you know, that's that's essentially the closest step to getting that signature shoe. You know, is that is that what's next up? And that was extremely exciting. And uh, you know, I remember for years growing up as a kid, you know, watching, you know, how Nike did that with different guys. And, you know, they would be the face of said shoe. And, you know, if Kobe was the face of the hyper dunk, uh, I think it was 2K8 uh, yeah. when, when, it, when it first came out, you know. And so kind of to move into that space and, and be mentioned in the same light as those types of guys, uh, you know, essentially moving up to totem pole, that was an incredible moment for me in my career. Yeah, you mentioned coming into the league, and as as you and your team grew, you started to see guys like Steph and Clay get their signature shoes and really start to become faces of brands. How much does that motivate you? Because you were still you're starting to get your PEs, but this move to Converse seems like, hey, I I am also a superstar on this team. And, and does it feel good now to say, hey, now I'm kind of leading my own path with my own sneaker with Converse? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that was like I said, that was extremely important for me and something that I wanted to do. But yeah, I, I also didn't want to do that with sneakercompany.com. You know, I, I like I wanted that to be with uh, a very reputable brand uh, because just because you get your own sneaker shoe with some company doesn't always mean it's great. You know, that doesn't always leave you in the best position to succeed. And, you know, I think uh, one of the most important things, you know, when working with the sneaker company is, is they is what stories are they telling? You know, because I think that is 
that is extremely important when when you speak of growing your own personal brand as well as what what stories are those companies willing to tell and i think there's no surprise um you know there or or no debate you know that the nike converse family is the absolute best at, at telling stories and so if if you can be in that family and growing and constantly moving up the totem pole where you're kind of becoming the face of more things and you have that storytelling behind you it's a match made in heaven and so i think for me as much as you know i wanted to have my own shoe to you know, to have my voice heard and, and different things that I want to create it, whether that's off the court sneakers I want to create it, whether that's apparel, whatever those, a story that I want to, a, a sneaker that I want to create that's telling the story, whatever those things are to make sure that's heard, but yet to still have, you know, for that brand to have the cachet to where it matters. And so I think, you know, in looking at that, it wasn't just all about, man, I want to go somewhere where I can get a signature shoe. You know, it was, I want to go somewhere where my voice is heard, where my opinion matters. And yet, you know, that brand is still important and, and most importantly has room to grow and I can help take the brand to the next level. Yeah, I think people overlook the storytelling component to sneakers because at the end of the day, uh, it's a shoe, it's rubber, it's leather, it's technology. But what does it mean to people, right? How, how do people feel when they put it on? So the fact that you were thinking about that as you entered this partnership with Converse has me curious. I, I was saving this question for later, but now that we're talking about storytelling, what is the, you know, the Draymond Green, the Swarm colorway, the G4? What's the story you want to tell with that? How, how do you want people to feel when they put that shoe on? Oh, well, I think, you know, when, when you're when you're speaking of the swarm technology, obviously, uh, you know, there's there's the bumblebee graphic in, in the insole of the shoe. When we when we first initially designed that shoe, the bumblebee graphic was was on the sole of the shoe to where you can see it. And it was kind of a clear bottom. Obviously, there's always so many things that you have to get approved and, you know, legal and all those different things. So the bumblebee graphic ended up on the insole of the shoe. But yeah still allows, you know, still a part of that shoe story and allows the story to be told. Now, obviously, uh, what, what, what do bumblebees do when you go near their high? They, they protect their high, you know? And so for me, um, you know, it's, it's what do you do when, when, what do I do when you come near the pain? What do I do when you come near my teammates? What do I do when it comes to the media disrespect of what the Golden State Warriors has accomplished in my time here? The, the disrespect is that what do I do? I protect my high, you know? And so that was kind of, you know, the, the, the story of the hyperswarm. You know, when you, you go near, you go near a, a beehive, bees come going crazy. They come every, I mean, it's, it, it, you, you get too big of a beehive and you got to call an exterminator, you know, because the bees start going crazy as you, as you try to knock their hive down. And so it's all about protecting your house. And, and that was kind of the thought behind the hyper swarm for me, as well as, you know, another thing that I loved about it is it's black and gold. I went to Saginaw High School, you know, and obviously, you know, our chance, sweet, sweet black and gold. So, you know, also, you know, it, it takes me there. But as well as, you know, the, the hyper swarm, it, it just kind of gives you that 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 nostalgia feeling uh, with with the gum bottom on, on the uh, sole. I, I love gum bottoms, gum bottom sneakers. So that was one of the things that I asked for on this sneaker. And I thought, you know, that the gum bottom would also hit well with, with the black and the gold. And so uh, that's that's kind of the look I was going for. And as I said, when, when you think of the Converse brand, 
uh, you think of the, the Chuck Taylor, you think of the, the Converse weapon, you kind of get that nostalgia feeling. So how do we continue to keep that feeling in the current shoe as we as we continue to progress with, with more and more styles? Definitely. And speaking of that swarm mentality and your role within your team and on the court, man, coming off a big win earlier this week, exciting weekend coming up for games. This season has been an up and down one for a lot of people, including the Golden State Warriors. And we're counted out a lot. And, and to see how you guys have bounced back, how are you feeling right now as the season ends, getting ready for the playing tournament? Where's your mindset right now basketball-wise? Man, uh, basketball-wise, I'm in a great space. Uh, I feel like I'm playing my best basketball of the year, which is if I could ever draw it up, that's that's how I would draw it up. You know, you're heading into the playoffs playing your best basketball of the year. That's you know, that's the most important time of the year to to be playing well. You know, one game can change the series. You know, one series can change the season. You know, so uh, it's extremely important to kind of be revving it up and, you know, starting to head towards that peak. Uh, at this time of year, uh, like you said, it's been a very up and down year with COVID, uh, you know, everybody having to fight the COVID issues. And, you know, the reality is it's been. COVID has played more of a role than people than people know, uh, because, you know, you look at it and you say. OK, well, well, maybe this team had nobody that that had COVID all year or they had one or two guys that's had COVID. It may have not affect them as much. But the reality is, is it still it still has affected every team. You know, there was a there was a point in the season where we were testing three times a day. You know, you would have to get up in the morning between eight and nine a.m. go test, uh, go to the facility and test, and then obviously, uh, you know, if if practice was starting later in the day, uh, you go back home, you do whatever until that time, then you go back. Then we would have to test between five and six p.m. Then you have to go back back to the facility and test between 10 and 11 p.m. Uh, on the road, uh, you get up at 8 a.m. to go test. You go play a game. You test after the game. You fly to the same city that night. You get into that city. You test again. You know, that takes a toll on your sleep schedule, which in turn, you know, we're athletes. Uh, sleep is extremely important to recovery. You know, that takes a toll on that, as well as the emotional and and mental fatigue of taking that many COVID tests daily, you know, that can affect someone as well. So the reality is that's made this season even tougher. Now, in saying all of that, here we are. We're here now. You know, we finally made it to the playoffs a couple games away. And, and this is what we all play for. So to get through that, you have a you also have an appreciation for the journey uh, and what it's taken to get through this season and how, you know, no matter what has gone on, uh, we stayed the course, and here we are now uh, sitting in the AC, um, got two games left, you know, one game that really matters as far as that goes. And, you know, we're playing our best basketball of the year. So, you know, all things considered, uh, especially with an extremely young team, you know, I feel pretty good about where we are. That's great, man. And uh, 
switching gears back to the sneaker stuff, I, I think the idea of being a sneakerhead in the NBA and beyond the NBA is so popular now, right? Everybody's a sneakerhead, the tonal photos, et cetera, et cetera. You're a little bit more on the quiet side. You flex, but you're not the guy who's going to be on Instagram every day showing off his collection. But uh, you've been doing this for a really long time, dating back to high school, wearing the Aqua 8s to prom, and then even at Michigan State wearing some Jordan 11s. Well, we'd like to take questions from, from the Soul Savvy community. And Ian Stonebrook, who helped us prepare for this interview, is from Michigan. And he remembers some of those early days in high school and college when you were rocking sneakers. So I'm curious, when did that journey for you uh, begin when, when um, sneakers became more than just a tool for basketball? It became about style. It became about personal expression. I've always loved sneakers ever since I was a kid. The reality is we couldn't afford many of them. You know, so, you know, I always wanted a new Jordan that came out. I always wanted the new pair of Air Force Ones that came out, uh, the Nike Prestos that came out. You know, whatever, whatever the sneakers. I, I've always loved sneakers. So then it became, okay, how do you get those sneakers? One of the ways I was able to get those sneakers was improving in basketball. Now, all of a sudden, you start to build a relationship with Nike in high school. You're, you know, you're getting a shipment every now and then because you play for a Nike AAU team. That helps, uh, you know, living in a single-parent household where there's not much extra income. You know, you start to figure out how to get all these sneakers. Then you get to college. I'm spending my Pell Grant on every Jordan that comes out <laughs> on Saturdays. You know, and really just trying to build, just build my sneaker collection up. Uh, and so I've, I've always had that love for sneakers. Um, earlier on in my career, I would, I would kind of mix it up, um, you know, and, you know, wear some Jordans here and there, wear some pennies here and there, um, you know, different sneakers. I know you mentioned the, the Virgil Abloh uh, Hyperdunk. You know, I, over the course of my career, um, you know, I've worn different sneakers. Now, the reality is you also have to understand the business side of it as well. And so, you know, as I continue to grow in my career, understand the business side of it. I didn't want to continue wearing all these, you know, older sneakers, uh, you know, that, because I wanted to further understand the business side and what that means. And so I, I kind of took a step back. And then the reality is this. I see a lot of people in the sneaker game, in the sneaker business, uh, in the NBA, wearing their kicks. And I just, I, I'm a winner. I like to win. So if I'm going to dive all the way into this, to this sneaker business uh, or this, you know, sneakerhead thing as far as, you know, uh, kicks on the court and, you know, who, who, who we got winning, you know, the, the crown, the sneaker crown and all this stuff in the NBA that everyone does now. The reality is, with what P.J. Tucker does, I can't win. So why am I about to compete? I, I can't win that battle. I don't. And so when I see other guys trying to compete with P.J. Tucker, I don't understand why they're wasting their time either. That's his lane. He's completely taken over and, and dominates that lane. He's going to get sneakers that no one else is going to get. And he's going to win that every year. So why am I going to waste my time? I don't like putting myself in battles that I can't win. And like I said, quite frankly, P.J. Tucker just owns that. And so that was, a, believe it or not, a huge part of me stopping was I can't compete with P.J. Tucker. And I also don't understand why everybody else is trying to compete with P.J. Tucker. So I'm going to just fall back, stay in my lane, let him do his thing and kind of go about it that way because I hate to lose. Yeah, I, I hear you on that, man. For I know you're short on time here. So for the last question, I wanted to ask you, 
you know, the, you hear this all the time and you acknowledge it. Draymond, there's Draymond that there's always these headlines, but at the end of the day, throughout your career, all you've done is win. What does the Draymond Green times Converse G4 swarm, the fact that you are leading such a historical brand, what does that say about your work ethic and who Draymond is at this stage in his career as a veteran? I think it says a lot about my work ethic because quite frankly, I was never supposed to be here. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I came in the, into the NBA as a second round pick. And, and at that time, uh, the word tweener uh, was used to essentially say a guy doesn't have a position. And at that time, it was kind of a death sentence. You know, you're labeled as a tweener. Overcoming that term alone was extremely tough. You know, being one of the guys to help not only kill the word tweener uh, and make the word irrelevant, but essentially have other teams looking for what they no longer call tweeners to add to their roster, that feels great. Part due to that is the reason I am here on this interview today. It's the reason I am one of the faces of, of the Converse brand. You know, it is the reason, you know, I am able to sit on a, on a Zoom call with the Converse design team and design this Hyperswarm shoe. And it actually has a story behind it, a story to be told and it's indicative of who I am, of my career, of the way I've gone about making my name in this league. You know, it's, it's, it's an incredible position to be in. It's one that I don't take for granted. There you have it. Draymond Green, Converse Basketball, Hyperswarm G4. Thank you for joining us, and best of luck as the Golden State Warriors make a push for the postseason during the season where they were counted out. You better believe that Draymond Green will be there defending his team with the Converse G4 Hyperswarm on feet. I can't wait to play in them too. Thanks.